Good morning. Thanks for joining me today in the Unfolding the Word ministry as we continue to study the Word of God verse by verse. We're in 1 John, now in the third chapter. Over the last couple of days, we've been looking at verses 4 to 6. Let me read those verses, and I'll try to draw our discussion of those verses to a close today. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness, because sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him nor known him. We've been learning a bit, some things about sin and this problem which pervades the human condition. We saw that sin is lawlessness at its heart, the Greek word anomia. <clears throat> and by lawlessness, it describes a condition not of gross immorality or ethical failure. Instead, it describes a condition where people determine that they will decide what is right for them, rather than accepting what God has revealed about what is right and true. In other words, it is a rejection of God's truth, a resting in one's own mind, in one's own thinking about what is right. In the book of Judges, after a dismal time of the judges themselves, the book of Judges ends in the Old Testament with the description of Israel is that it was a time when everybody did what was right in their own eyes. And of course, that led to chaos and certainly led to a time in which Israel was under judgment from God because they were displeasing God. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end thereof is death. Sin leads to death. And sin is primarily defined by a rejection of God's truth and got right relationship with God. All of us are sinners in that respect. And all of us need what Jesus did to die on the cross for us, to pay for our sin so that we could come to God through him. Well, at any rate, sin is lawlessness. We also learn that God distinguishes between stumbling into sin and sin as a lifestyle, a habitual problem. We found in the first chapter and into the second chapter that all believers need to be realistic about the fact that they will stumble at times into sin. That's why we need to confess our sin, and he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We all can still stumble, even as redeemed believers. However, here in this discussion of sin as lawlessness, he describes a condition in which one's habit pattern of life is one of lawlessness, of sinfulness. And he says, listen, the believer can stumble into sin, but they cannot follow a lifestyle of sin. They cannot be lawless as an orientation of life. Yesterday, we were looking at three reasons why that's true. Number one, because when we turn to Christ as Savior, we become new creations. God gives us a new heart, which Romans 7 tells us delights in the law of God at the deepest level of who we are. Secondly, we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit convicts our heart about sin. So it's 
hard to persist in a life pattern displeasing to God unless we callous ourselves because the Holy Spirit convicts us about it. And then finally, the Holy Spirit indwelling us gives us strength to deal with sin more effectively in our lives. Lots of reasons why God says, listen, while you as a believer can stumble, you cannot follow a life pattern of lawlessness of continuing to sin. Now today we're going to draw to a close where he tells us in verse 6, no one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him nor known him. The point that God is making with us is that a life pattern of lawlessness, a life pattern of sin in the rejection of God's truth, proves that an individual has never truly seen or known Christ in the first place. He's not describing somebody who's known Christ and lost what they had. Now, this isn't a description of somebody who loses something. This is a description of somebody who's never found something. Somebody has never seen or known. A lawless pattern of life, a pattern of life of sinfulness, of habitual sin before God, is not a synonym for stumbling. It's not a synonym even for carnality, as 1 Corinthians 3 talks about carnality, or fleshliness. Instead, it is a description of an individual who's never been regenerate, one who has never been brought back into right relationship with God. A lawless lifestyle, a habitual keeping on sinning in that respect, disproves one's salvation. It tells us here, first of all, that such a lawless lifestyle, such a keeping on sinning kind of condition, proves that a person has never seen Christ, as the ESV translates it. The word seen here is a translation of the Greek word horeo. And what that means is to see with discernment. It's not a description of seeing something and it registers in your brain, like seeing the tree or seeing the landscape. No, no, it's not that. It's seeing in the sense of saying, aha, I understand, I see. It is a discerning perspective on Jesus. It is seeing Jesus Christ for who he is. It is suddenly having the, the blinders removed and you're, you're saying an aha moment. All right, I see he is the very word made flesh and dwelt among us. He is the son of God, the second person of the Trinity. He came into this world to die for me. He lived a sinless life. He shed his blood on my behalf. He rose from the dead, and he offers me new life, forgiveness, and a new creation in eternity with him. It's seeing Jesus for who he is. Now, why is that so important? And the answer to that is that people can use the word Jesus to describe all kinds of things, not necessarily Jesus in the sense of what the Bible tells us about him, that he was the word made flesh to dwell among us, but rather Jesus as somebody conceives of Jesus, maybe somebody who's basically a do-gooder, maybe, maybe Jesus in terms of like a Santa Claus figure or something like that. There's nothing in the words Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, that's magical. It's what the scripture tells us about him. And so to see him with discernment, to discover, oh, that's who Jesus is, is foundational to being saved, to becoming right with God. We cannot respond to the gospel without seeing Jesus for who he is. So 
mindless challenges to people while follow Jesus without telling people who Jesus really is will not result in the change and will not result in the salvation of people. He also says here that a lawless lifestyle, this keeping on sinning, <clears throat> proves that a person has never known him. And in this particular case, the word known is a translation of gnosko, which has the idea of relational knowing. It's not just factual things, but it's having relationships so that when I say I know this person, you understand in English that what I mean by that is I have a relationship with them. I've, I've come into experiential knowledge of that person. I'm not just saying I know facts about them, like I read their biography or something. It, it has a relational dimension. That's the word being used here. God says, listen, if somebody continues on in this lawless orientation of life, it proves they've never really entered into relationship with Jesus Christ in the first place. It doesn't matter what prayer they've prayed. It doesn't matter what action they went through uh, going forward at a meeting or something like that. While those can be reflective of somebody coming to know Christ, they don't have to necessarily mean that's happening in them. And he says, listen, a lifestyle of sin, a lifestyle of habitual lawlessness indicates somebody's never seen Jesus with discernment to know who he really is and have never entered into relationship with him. They don't know him, and they don't really see him and understand him. True believers both see and know Christ. We discern who he is. We, in faith, rest in what the Bible tells us about him, rest in the work he's done on our behalf, and enter into relationship, deepening and personal connection with Jesus Christ. We still will stumble at times as his children, of course. We've talked already about that. But the pattern of disregard for God, the pattern of lawlessness is broken at long last. The truth of a profession is seen in the practice of the individual. That's his point. So if somebody's disregarding God as just a standard way of life, doesn't mean they're living a grossly immoral life, just that they're disregarding God. They're living according to what they think is right. It is an indication of a serious, serious condition, probably an indication they've never really seen or known Christ in the first place. Well, join me tomorrow as we continue to study in 1 John, and we're going to be looking at some verses coming up that introduce us to some of the changes that our new birth bring about in the life of a truly redeemed child of God. Join me then, won't you? God bless.